In the second half of the show, we'll explore the history of each location, the story of the Great America in each city and town along our route. What does it mean to be a Great America on the local level? Was it when a city prospered? When a new business came to town? During a time of civil unrest? Before Western civilization arrived? Resident historian Tom Przelski is here to tell us what made this place great. Tom Przelski is a Tucson native whose family roots in southern Arizona extend back to the 18th century. He worked for both the Pasquayaki tribe and the Tohono O'odham Nation before serving three terms in the Arizona House of Representatives. He was the Pima County historian, and his writings on Arizona history, politics, and culture have appeared in multiple publications. He is the author of California Lancers, the first battalion of Native cavalry in the Far West, 1863 to 1866. More importantly, Tom is our resident historian. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the show. Why, hello. Hello, Laura. In which time period was it a great America in Salt Lake City? Well, in the really the 1850s from about 1847 when the city was founded for about a 10-year period. I picked that period as the great America for Salt Lake City because that was a time when the LDS colonists who settled Salt Lake City were really allowed to run their own affairs without a lot of federal interference as an outsider in the popular mind of the LDS. That really seems to be an era that they really kind of hearken back to. This was the era we were allowed to build this civilization on the frontier on our own and run things ourselves. And that's what I picked. What made it great? These Mormon settlers, largely from the Midwest, were fleeing oppression in places like Illinois and Missouri, where they were actively being persecuted. People were murdering them. They went west to find a suitable place to settle. And then they came to what's now Salt Lake Valley, And their leader, Brigham Young, famously said, this is the place. And what's interesting, as far as their impressions of what they'd found, is the place names they gave the place, like Salt Lake City, very much resembled to them. The Dead Sea, the river that ran through the valley was called the River Jordan. And there were a lot of biblical names, biblical significance they attached to the place. And they were able to build a community and a society on the frontier that was separate and independent and and almost sovereign from the United States. And that's an era that a lot of Mormon popular culture goes back to. Who was included in this great America? It was a religious group. I hate to say fringe, but let's just say rebellious religious group, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. It was part of a movement that started in the 1820s called the Great Awakening, where there were a number of new and uniquely American religious sects that just blossomed, mostly in places like upstate New York and the Midwest. And it was these people who were largely people of, let's just say, Anglo-Saxon stock and maybe some other kind of Northern European immigrants who became part of this religious community very much the sort of people that we identify as the earliest Anglo-American settlers in the United States. And then who was excluded from that great America? Well, of course, everybody who's outside that religious community is treated with some sense of suspicion because of their experience that they had in places like Missouri and Illinois, where they they faced violence. 
some of the tension that eventually brought the hammer of the federal government down on them was because there were people who had uh, come to Utah who were not members of the church. That portion of Utah was one of the trails to get to California during the earliest years of the gold rush. So there were folks who settled there who were not Mormons, who ended up kind of on the fringes of the community. And those are the folks who eventually that that tension was what made those folks appeal to the federal government and send the army in, which put Utah under martial law right at the beginning of the Civil War. And also, of course, there were already people there. Utah and Salt Lake City specifically were actually part of Mexico. The Mexican War was still being fought. So they were actually, initially, they were squatting on Mexican territory. And this is to say nothing of the the native population, who, of course, were on the fringes of the society and were, at best, third-class citizens, at best. You know, they were basically there for labor. How does that tie into current day or the history of the place? For a Catholic like me, we look toward Rome. (laughs) Jews might look toward Jerusalem. For Mormons, Salt Lake City is the place where there is the temple. The temple was built well after the period we're talking about. So it is very much the center of that subculture in the United States. As a community, they're integral to our economy and to our culture, but they are kind of one step removed. And I think that goes back to this period when they were basically sovereign, were basically able to run their own affairs for a while and be very successful at it. This kind of column of immigrants of the original families, that is where they chose to settle. It looked like a good place to settle. You have this nice broad valley. If you look at the early streetscapes of Salt Lake City, you can still find the plans around. They have these huge lots because they're all kind of running their own independent farms. It was basically the place they found that was a good place to build an agricultural settlement. And that's why it ended up being the center of that religion and that culture. Thanks, Tom. Thanks for being on the show this week. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to In Search of the Great America. Today's episode had music by Valentin Sochnitsky. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. For show notes and more information on the podcast, please visit our website, greatamericaproject.com. Thank you.